You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, Jesus wanted his disciples, a people that had received him as Savior and Lord, to have power. Now, Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he wanted them to have power, he wants us to have power power. So if the Lord wants us to have power, indirectly it says that he does not want us to, number one, be weaklings. He does not want us to lack strength when it comes to our character. I said he does not want us to lack strength when it comes to our character. He desires us to have special qualities when it comes to how we think, talk, and act. He desires us to be in line with his word when it comes to how we think, talk, and act. He wants us to have character that exemplifies his word, whether we're in the church or outside of the church. Does not want us to be weaklings. But it also says he he does not want us to be wimps. And in one sense, a wimp is a person that has low self-esteem. I said a person that has low self-esteem. You don't have a whole lot of confidence in your ability. That's not God's wish. He, He wants you to have strong confidence. You especially should have strong confidence when you tell folks you are a member of a place of refuge. Reason being, Proverbs 14 and 26 says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge if you are a child of God you should have strong confidence you should be confident especially when it comes to God's word you should be able to tell folks without question if God said it is so uh, you should be able to say to folks, scriptures like Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. Boldly tell folks, I not only live by food, I live by the word of God. And then give them scripture to back it up. Matthew 4 and 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. You have to have strong confidence. And you especially have to have strong confidence in the face of adversity. 
Because you're going to go through trouble. You're going to go through trials and tribulations as a child of God. That's the reason James 1, James specifically said, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He wanted them to be happy despite what trouble they face in life. And how many of you, you've had your share of trouble since you've been a child of God? But how many can admit you, did, you didn't handle all your trouble the way you should have? See, that's not the wish of God. God wants you to handle your business when you're going through trouble. He does not want you to deal with trouble as a wimp. Like it or not, if you didn't handle, handle trouble according to God's word, you were acting like a wimp at that time. And I know you don't like folk calling you wimp. But like it or not, if you don't deal with trouble the way you need to, you are in truth a wimp. Male or female, you are in truth a wimp. Woo! Look at somebody and say, based upon that, are you a wimp? Now you're in church, so don't you lie in church. Don't lie in church. Some of us trouble buries us. I said some of us trouble buries us. Time we see trouble. Trouble grabs us and just puts us up under the dirt. But it also says he did not want them to be pushovers. A pushover is a person that's easily persuaded, deceived, are defeated. God can be done gave you a good word, an encouraging word, but then somebody can say something to you and just you just lose all your confidence in God's word. You're easily persuaded, easily deceived, easily defeated. You're a pushover. Boy, this it's kind of tough, ain't it? You know, you, you can get mad about it and say, I ain't no pushover, but but like it or not, if you easily persuade, if somebody can talk you out of what you should never be talked out of, you are a pushover. If a minor demon can have you crying week in and week out, you are a pushover. If somebody can cause you to lose your sanctification, you are a pushover. And you can say you don't receive this all day. But it's right in the house. If you can get a good word, but then go over to your granny's house after service and your unsaved cousin can convince you that certain truths are not right, you are a pushover. Look at somebody in front of you or behind you and ask him, her, are you a pushover? Some of you wouldn't even ask the person. And some of you, you smile when, when somebody asks you. You just smile. You didn't say. You didn't say anything. He did not want his disciples to be weaklings, 
wimps or pushovers. He wanted them to have power. He wanted them to be able to think the way he wanted them to think, talk the way he wanted them to talk, and act the way he wanted them to act. He wanted them to be able to perform certain things despite trouble. He wanted them to be equipped to do what was essential and significant. He wanted them to be trendsetters. Wanted them to make a difference between clean and unclean. Holy and unholy. Wanted them to be legitimate Christians. Didn't want them to be saying one thing and living something else. Didn't want them to be labeled as a jellyback. Wanted them to be able to praise God despite the fire that they were going through. Wanted them to have the spirit of Daniel. Wanted them to have the spirit of the Hebrew boys. Wanted them to have power to the point to where they could put demons up under their feet. Wanted them to have authority to the point to where they could say in the midst of trouble, all things are going to work out for my good. Wanted them to be able to dance even though they were going through it in their body. Wanted them to be able to turn in victory even though they were facing defeat. Say to your neighbor, God wants you to have some power. God wants you to have some power so you will be able to whip what's been whipping you. God wants you to... Have some power so you will be able to overcome what's trying to put you down to the mat for a three count. God wants you to have something that's going to enable you to do everything that he has purpose for you to do in this life. You got to believe that God wants you to have some power. You have to believe that God wants you to have power so you can be able to deal with the giants that come against you in life. God wants you to know that he wants to empower you to the point to where you will be able to do every step that he has ordained for you to carry out. Say to your neighbor, but it takes hunger to have the power of God. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'll feel you, I'll satisfy you, I'll give it to you. You have to hunger for power when it comes to the power of God. He wanted them to be different in reference to normal man. He didn't want them to be mere men. 
He wanted them to have what the Greek calls deutimus. The power of God. Miraculous power. Power to cause something to work out in your favor that, that naturally speaking is not supposed to work out. Power to cause a healing to manifest in your body when the doctor has said there's no way you're going to come out of what you're going through. Power, 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 but not normal power, power that only comes from God. Because if the truth be told, power belongs to God. Oh, I got scripture to back it up. Let's go to the book of Psalm. And consider what I just said. Power belongs to God. Psalm 62. Verse 11. Ready? God has spoken once, twice I've heard, I have heard this. That power belongs to who? God. Power belongs to who? God. Power belongs to who? God. And yes, God has, has given every human being power. But in Acts 1 and 8, It's a different type of power. It's a higher level of power. Again, it's deutimous power. Everybody does not have power to cause the acts of God or miracles to come into manifestation. Everybody does not have power to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Everybody does not have power to pray a particular thing and whatever they pray it manifest that's what God wanted his disciples to have and, and God because power belongs to him according to Psalm 62 and 11 he can give his disciples such power the problem is that, that some folks who possess the Holy Spirit Doubt they have such power. Some of us in here, we, we, we question whether or not we have the type power I'm talking about. And you preach. Prophetess. Deacon. Leader. Question the power. Even though you claim the Holy Spirit. You question it. Woo! We are claim, we are, we are decree your heal in Jesus' name, and then we just believe in you gonna be healed. Well, you just said the person was, so make up your mind. Because if you're double-minded, you're not going to receive. From the Lord according to James 1. 
Know what the scripture says and then just decree it. You're healed in Jesus name. If the healing takes place immediately, wonderful. But if not, you're still healed in Jesus name. Because biblically, healings take place immediately. And some, it's a process. Sometimes God will allow something to get on you that, that uh, he'll allow to stay because it's a purpose. But he'll give you power to go through whatever he has allowed to take hold of you. So that when you finally come out of your affliction, you have a testimony. Yeah, you're going to come out if, if the power of God is on you. And we got scripture to back us up. Many of the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him or her out of every affliction. What is that? Psalm 34 19. People of God act as if they don't have power. Cry about stuff you should be taking authority over. Why you letting that bother you like that? You got power to stop that. Why you allowing that trial to push your mind the way it's pushing it? You have power to stop that from happening. Why are you allowing this thing to take its course and God has given you power to stop it? But a claim the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And known for telling folk, yeah, I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, the evidence speaking in tongues yeah I've been baptized and that will a burning fire but if the truth be told some of us that claim to have that fire allow sudden troubles to whoop us like a scarlet dog you know what a scarlet dog is when, when you, you tired of the dog just Coming, coming up on the porch, you're tired of the dog laying around the door, so you just get some water. Some hot water and just go out there and. You said that's cruel. No, that's how you get rid of that dog. It ain't gonna hurt the dog. He'll come back eventually. But some of us allow the enemy and trouble to whip us like a scholarly dog. The enemy run us the way he wants to control us. Despite God giving us power or dudamus. Now, now notice him giving his disciples power is a promise. Look here in Acts 1 and 8. Jesus said to them, you shall receive 
power. Shell connotes a promise. Second Corinthians 1 and 20 says all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. You shall receive power. When? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The Holy Ghost coming upon you implies a connection taking place. A unifying, a cleaving taking place. And of course, when you consider Acts 2, 1 through 4, it is in fact a connection taking place. Where the Holy Spirit came on the disciples to the point to where the Holy Spirit went in the disciples and let the disciples know that he was there by, by giving them an utterance. Oh, you, you ain't never read that? Let's read it. We, we, it's just next, ne- the next chapter over. Look at Acts 2. Starting at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Notice, as the Spirit gave them utterance, or the Spirit gave them what to say. The connection took place. It happened just like he told them. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. It's going to make a connection. And see, many of us, when we look at Acts 1 and 8 and Acts 2, 1 through 4, we can testify that, hey, that that not only happened to them, it happened to me. Moreover, if you go to the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, it also happened to Cornelius and his household. It was not a one-time thing. Some folks would tell you it was a one-time thing, but no, it it wasn't a one-time thing. Because again, if, if Jesus was the author of it, Hebrews 13 and 8 again says, Jesus Christ is saying, Bottom line, he's God and he does not change. So the connection was was made. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then he goes on to, to say to them, and you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be evidence that I'm real. You're going to be the proof that I change lives for the better. Takes an alcoholic 
cleans up that alcoholic, send the alcoholic back to the street and say, 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 say go find old Ned the wino and let him know that he don't have to stay a wino. Go let Ned know that you are the evidence that winos can change. Sister Gail, go let the women on the corner know that they don't have to. Make a living on the corner. They don't have to stoop so low. They, they, they can be virtuous. Let them know you're, you're telling them something that, that you know firsthand because you were there, but God cleaned you up and made you a witness. That, that, that's the reason you should know for yourself everybody that's claiming to be Christian ain't Christian. If you're bona fide Christian, you are going to be a witness. You are going to be able to tell folk what God did for you. And folk are going to be able to see that is so. See, I can look at, I can look at some of you and, and I can say without question, you Christian because I know where God done bought you from. You are a witness. Why? Because it took God to clean you up. See, see, some of you, I know you're Christian because you, you thought you were, you were right before God saved you. Oh, you didn't drink nothing. You didn't smoke nothing. You just good, good little girl. But even though you didn't smoke, you didn't drink and do none of that stuff, you were still on your way to hell. Now you tell some folks that they be, ain't no way I'm going to hell. Because I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do nothing else. I don't, I ain't going, I'm a good person. I try to treat everybody right. Yeah, but you were born in sin. Shake in iniquity. You have a curse on you. And the only way you can get that curse off you, good girl, is through the blood of Jesus. Nothing can wash. Nothing can clean. Nothing can sanctify you except the blood of Jesus. What is it about the blood of Jesus? It remits sin. It takes away sin. It's going to be a whole lot of folks in hell that, that didn't take one drop, that didn't drink one drop of liquor. But their heart was so hard because they felt they were all right. As long as they treated everybody a certain way. And some of y'all in here this morning, you need to understand just being good is not enough. You have to be born again. I'm a member of the church. Being a member of the church is not good enough. You have to be born again. 
if you still are dependent on certain things, you're not a bona fide witness. A witness is, is proof that what Jesus came to do is real. Is real. And, and so Jesus told the disciples, point blank, you're going to be witnesses for me. You're going to be witnesses. And, and see, a bona fide witness delivers people. Now, I got Bible to back it up. Let's go to Proverbs. Because you need to see it. Let's go to Proverbs, the 14th chapter. See, your lifestyle is, is helping somebody else. Well, you don't, you don't even have to say nothing. Just, just, just live right. Now, if you claiming to be Christian, but you're doing what all your friends doing, you, you hurting folk. You ain't helping nobody. I didn't say I perfect. Yeah, but you ain't even trying. You ain't even trying. Somebody you say, folk know you get high on them prescription drugs. Well, this for my back. That ain't for your back. Yes, you get high with that stuff. Yeah, won't folk say you say. You ain't saved. Proverbs 14 and 25. Y'all ready? Proverbs 14, 25. A true witness delivers. A true witness does what? See, if you're real, somebody going to get saved because of your life. But brother, if you tell folks that you are born again, but they see that you still a wimp. Well, if that's being saved, it seems like it had turned you into a wimp. No, it, it, no that, that ain't something wrong with that. Brother got real quiet when I said that. Some of you might be guilty. You know, if you are, you, you get your deliverance today. Right? Look at this now. Look at it again. Proverbs 14, 25. A true witness delivers what? But a deceitful witness speaks what? See, your, your witness is going to be evident in your character. I'm in the church. Now, well, how are you in, in, the, in the church? And I just saw you getting your dance on at the club and it wasn't no holy dance. You judge. No, I ain't judging. I'm just telling you the truth. So you saved now, but so you didn't mean to curse out your husband the way you did. Because you, you saved, right? Well, he got on my nerve. He pushed me. Oh, so you can be pushed into cursing. So you ain't got that power that, that Acts 1 and 8 say you need. (laughs) 
it slipped. Seemed like it slipped every time. <laughs> Woo! Lord, have mercy. Say to your neighbor, you'll, you'll be a true witness. How many understand what I'm saying? And what do you think Jesus, Jesus was telling his disciples they needed power for? He wanted them to be true. Because if you read scripture, you, you'll see time and time again to where Paul was running up on false witnesses. And guess what they were doing? Naming the name of Christ. They were naming the name of Christ to the point to where Paul had, had to intervene and say, Look, if folk are saying and doing such and such, even though they name in the name of Christ, is not so. God gives us the Holy Ghost of the Spirit of God so we can have real power. Be because there are things out there if you don't have the Holy Ghost, they will have you wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up. I can't let this go, Pastor. You need the Holy Ghost. You need power. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you point blank that there are certain things that some of us went through when we were sinners that the only reason we got delivered was because of Holy Ghost power. Now I know you done cleaned up and you looking smelling good and all that this morning, but you need to be real. The reason you ain't still doing some of that mess you used to do is because you got... You got the Holy Ghost. You got some real power. Y'all too pretty for me right here. See y'all, y'all, y'all trying that. I ain't got time for all that. Y'all want to play games. I'm going over here and see if I got anybody over here. I ain't going to play no games. How many of you still be doing what you were doing if you hadn't received the Holy Ghost? I got to close, but look at your neighbor and say, it took power for me to stop doing what I was doing. And tell them I ain't talking about the power and no pill. I'm talking Holy Ghost power. I'm talking Holy Ghost. I like y'all. Y'all some real folk right here. We got the MC in this section too. Good God of my, y'all pray for, pray for this section right here. It took Holy Ghost power to bring me out of my mess. I wasn't no good boy. Now even if I was a good boy, it still would have took God saving me. But I was one of them, one of them cats that, that was wrapped up, tied up and tangled up in one, two, three, four, five, more, uh, all kind of stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Dick. 
Did it take Holy Ghost power to bring you out over here? Let's go back right here. Did it take Holy Ghost power to bring you out? If you are still being controlled by certain things, you need the Holy Ghost. You don't have it if it's still... You either don't have it or you're quenching it. You're not obeying it. You're not allowing him to have his way in your life. Because if the Holy Spirit is having his way in your life, you ain't going to be no pushover. You ain't going to be no weakling. You ain't going to be no wimp. Look at the promise. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you are going to be witnesses for me. And let them know you, you're going to be witnesses to the point to where folks going to know it in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. He was prophetic. He was not only speaking to the present disciples at that time. He was speaking of what was going to happen in the future. Because the disciples that he was speaking to at the time, they never made it to this country. But he was speaking about some of us. That we're going to be witnesses. Yeah, you, 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 you know, old Freeman, he don't say oh dope no more. He don't? Oh, no, he, he big in the church now. Freeman? Yeah, Freeman. Freeman ain't over there playing, no, Freeman ain't over there playing no church. Freeman cut grass. He done got married. He stayed in the country. Freeman? Yeah, Freeman. When you're a true witness, that's how folk talk about you. Because they know your life has changed for real. I said they know your life has changed for real. But see, you have to recognize yourself as a witness with power. Man, if God gave you power to change your life for the better, it's not just so folks can see it. It's for you to be able to take authority at whatever is trying to dominate your mind, your body, your tongue, and so forth. You got power. You don't have to allow that stuff to control you. You, yeah, depression will come, but that does not mean you have to allow depression to take a hold of your life and remain in it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got too much power not to be happy just because you're going through some trouble. You ought to be happy despite the trouble that you're going through. It would be 
different if you were a sinner, but you ain't no sinner. You got power and you should be celebrated even though you're going through stuff in your mind. You should be happy even though you don't have all the money that you desire to happen because you desire to have because you know God is going to bless you. It's just a matter of how many understand? I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.